Hey, this is Hunter from Betacamp, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 176 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matora. Damn you, coronavirus. Oh, my God. Well, we're back to canceling. Two podcasts ago, everything's canceled. Shit's getting pushed back. I'm pissed. We got, like, we're not the coronavirus podcast, but we feel like we are. It's insane how many things in impact what we talk about. And, and one thing I pushed back about. that I am pissed about. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that a little later. And it's going to be in the gaming section. Uh, ironically enough, it's not necessarily gaming. So uh, that's that'll be fun. But anyway, uh, yeah, anyway, welcome to the show. We podcast, we know things. Recapping all the week's nerdy news. We got a big show for you tonight. Uh, oh, my goodness gracious. Like... It started off super slow in the news. And like then, it does every week. And then all of a sudden, like usually if we get something big on Monday, Tuesday, we're psyched to talk about it. But all the big things happened in the last 24 to 36 hours. We get a first look at the Batmobile. We're getting a big giant video game, uh, well, TV series on HBO. We're getting, uh, what else are we getting? We're getting uh, reviews of the Castlevania Season 3, dispatches from elsewhere, some wrestling news. There's Sam's got impressions of Final Fantasy VII demo. Like, insanely big episode that I'm super psyched on. Before Sam talks, I ask Sam, <laughs> don't tell me your impressions of this video game. I have been waiting on pins and needles for days. I haven't said anything. Impre- not a word. I, you did see my snap, story. My story on but it. All I it did. said was FF7 demo, which could be anything, really. You could just been psyched to be playing it. They might not have liked but it. If so. You, so you didn't play 7. No, I have no attachment. Okay, so if you did, you would have recognized the scene. Yeah, I have no and attachment. And that's why I said, the kid's back, baby. Uh, I didn't. I, there, was no, like there was no sound. Oh, oh, you didn't hear? Okay, nah, okay. I don't do the sound. Um, generally, I don't like cell phones enough to care. And you need my dismay or excitement. <laughs> you can go ahead and send us an email. We podcast and we know things at gmail.com. Uh, you can also hit us up on the Patreon if you want to help us out every month monetarily. We kick you back a sweet reward, including coming soon our first monthly bonus episode for any patron at any tier we're going to let you in with bonus episodes so please uh, if you'd like to support the show monetarily we'd love uh, for you to help us out patreon.com slash we pod squad and also just some shit to talk about tonight uh, before we get started is uh, the day you're hearing this is march 6th or after we're recording it on march 5th the day this drops, March 6th, we are going to be live at the Foundry in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for the third time. Thank you to the Foundry for having us back, doing an awesome interview with a band from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Uh, it's playing a show with Sleep On It, Never Kept, Between You and Me, and Goalkeeper. We're talking about the one, the only, Bearings. Be my first concert of 2020. Me too. I'm oh. super psyched on it. So we're going to not only do a backstage interview with Bearings, uh, on Friday night, a.k.a. the night you're probably hearing this. But it'll be available Monday, which I believe is the 9th. Uh, Monday, yeah. March 9th uh, at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, just like all of our normal episodes that drop Fridays. So you're going to have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then another episode Monday. You can end and begin your week with us, episode 176, and then a sweet-ass bonus episode. You're going to get bonus episodes the next three the next three Mondays. Who's better than us? Oh, we're back. <laughs> we're back, baby. I love interviews, man. They're so much fun. So we're super psyched uh, to have bearings on the show. And then we're doing a show review since we're staying for the show, which we'll do live in the car. 
after the show, and that'll be after the interview. So not only will you get the interview with Baring, stick around after the interview to hear the show review, uh, and, and we're really looking forward to that. And obviously, we'll talk about it more on episode yeah. 177 next week. But super psyched. Thank you to Barings for coming on the show in advance. We, we are really appreciative of the opportunity. Uh, so we're going to start with our picks of the week tonight. We're going to go into trivia. Like I said, we got a lot of stuff to cover in movies, including the new Batmobile, TV, dispatches from elsewhere, Castlevania, some She-Hulk stuff. That's where our top three is going to be housed, right around some news that came out about the She-Hulk series coming to Disney+. Plus. Sam will take over in gaming for his Final Fantasy VII remake impressions. Oh, by the way, Ghost of Tsushima got a friggin' release date, so we're going to talk about that. I have a music review uh, for an album in the music section. We have two stories in wrestling. Sam's going to take over for his CGC Spotlight of the Week, and we will get on out of here. So a packed show here in 176. Let's start out with our picks of the week. All right, I saw a new movie just came out with Daniel Radcliffe, Guns. Akimbo? I don't yeah. know if you saw the trailer. Where the, it's the it's like Edward Gunhands. Where it, he gets two handguns, one bolted in each hand, and it's called Akimbo for a combat technique in which two weapons are used in each hand, and it is freaking bananas. If you liked Crank, Death Race. Crank 2, Death Scott, Race 2. Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and John Wick, it is all of them combined in the best freaking way. This movie came out of nowhere. I only knew Daniel Radcliffe, and to just... Seeing him, how I guess how far he's come. Like he's not just Harry Potter. Like he's actually a great actor. It, it was a Edward blast. Pattinson comes to mind. Yeah, truth. It was. It was only ninety five minutes. It was short and sweet. Um, fifty. Did you see it theatrically? Is it in, no? It's in theater. Okay. Are you on a fire stick? Gotcha. Fifty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I, I thought I knew the other chick, but I, I can't remember what she was from. But if you just want to like just kind of go and just have the like your brain turned off and just have some wacky goodness and how they keep. Keep count of the bullets. It's, it's, I wish they invented that because I think that's really neat. And just the struggles you would have to have handguns bolted to your hand. You can't even put on pants. He's in boxers 90% of the movie. Can't wipe your ass. He finds a way. I'm sure he finds uh, a way. I, I don't, don't want to even know. say because so, something happens with that and I'll leave it like that. But if, if you want to have some fun, you got an hour and a half. Definitely not for the kids. Let the Sit them, sit them out. Have some fun. Guns akimbo. Uh, mine is an HBO documentary series that is ending, I think, this week, maybe next week. I think it's ending in a couple days with episode six. It is McMillions, the episode, or I'm sorry, the documentary about the McDonald's uh, Monopoly scandal, which is like, you think it doesn't sound interesting, and then you watch it, and you're like, I've been lied to my whole life. I've been lied to. There was to. never big cash prizes like <laughs> we, they've been telling us all these years. I, I got Boardwalk, and I didn't win a thing. Uh, no, it, it's it's an incredibly gripping documentary. I'm such a documentary sucker. So it's like you got McDonald's, you got Monopoly, you got documentaries, and you got HBO, who in my opinion does the best documentaries out there, including Netflix. So uh, this was a great package. I'm caught up. I binged it. So I'm really happy to do that. Um, excited for the season finale. I think it's – or not season, the series finale this Sunday night. Um Pretty sure that's when it is. And I think it is only six episodes. Everywhere I looked, stopped at six. So I don't know if there's more. Um, although the six, like, synopsis said, as we gear up for trial. So I was like, eh, maybe there's seven, and seven is the trial. So we'll find out. But anyway, if you you owe it to yourself to catch up on McMillions, you'll think twice, but you'll still eat McDonald's. 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I had a 10-piece earlier. It was phenomenal. <laughs> a little hot mustard. See, I went to McDonald's, uh, I don't know, like last Tuesday or something like that on a whim because we were out of food in the house and I didn't feel like going food shopping. So I got it and I was staring at the hot mustard. And I know that's oh, your accoutrement. Oh I know you love the hot mustard. It's my favorite. So I said, can I get the honey mustard? <laughs> Dude, it's so freaking good. I, I'm a sweet and sour man. From, from McDonald's, man. So, like, for me to even change up to honey mustard, which is my overall favorite yeah. condiment, is a big step for me. McDonald's has some solid honey mustard. But what I love about McDonald's is they they create their sauces to fit the way their food tastes. McDonald's sauce doesn't taste great on other things like it does. Like, you, like, mix sauces from other stuff? I can see that. It's, it's I like I tried – so I had these frozen nuggets that I gave Helena. She didn't eat them all. There were two left. I was like, let me rip a sweet and sour yeah. open and dip it. I was Disgusting. like, this doesn't taste good. <laughs> Because it's not a Mickey the D's combo nugget. Is all wrong. So it's like kudos to McDonald's for capitalizing and monopolizing on the sauce market. Um, but anyway, McMillions is, is a great show. Or I'm sorry, a great documentary series. You owe it to yourself to watch it. So that and Guns Akimbo are our picks of the week. Lock it in. It's trivia time. It is zero to zero. We're all tied up. Two to two. Yeah, two to two for the overall trivia challenge as we're trying to get to three. Uh, best of five here. We didn't actually set out on a best of five three years ago when we started this. No, we just, no. uh, it, 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 it does kind of happen. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we're, we're tied at two. Sam won the first two trivia challenges. I've won the last two. First to 11 win by two. We're starting over this week, zero to zero. Mono a mono, you're going fucking down. Yeah, we'll see. I'll lead it off. I, I stumbled upon this and I, I found it very interesting. I am six for my last six. So I uh, like the Flyers. Let's hope Hoping to break, to break that. What year did the first did they first introduce pinball flippers? Jesus, what? Pinball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flippers. When that's what they're yep, it's exactly what they're called. Uh what year did they first introduce the mm-hmm. flippers for pinball? I, I, I was I was like, oh shit, that's a good question. I, I didn't know. I don't know, dude. I'm gonna need the answers and I'll tell you it's a it's going seven for seven here is a one hundred percent guess. <laughs> 1939, 1945, 1947, 1952. That's a good range there. Yeah. Two in the 40s, so I tend to think it's one of the 40s. Can you give me the 40s again? 45, 47. 45. Incorrect. 47. Yeah. <laughs> when you give two in the 40s, I was like, all right, it's got to be in the 40s because I think the same way when I come up with my answers. All right. So zero, zero to me. Now he'll change it up or he won't. Maybe he won't. Oh, my God. Now it's like Think about that. Psychological. All right, mine is not a year question as much as I actually wanted to give you one. I had one in mind that was like, I can't do the year thing. Turns out you did, so I'm happy I didn't. What city in the United States is Judge Judy filmed in? I have no idea. I have no idea. Let me hear something. Something? Perfect. Is that it? Is that Yeah, that's exactly it. Let me hear the answers. All right, cool. Uh, (laughs) Is it A, Los Angeles? Is it B, New York City? Is it C, San Francisco, California? Or is it D, Phoenix, Arizona? San Francisco. Incorrect. It is the obvious one. Is Los Angeles. I was going to say that. You said San Francisco. That's why I put in the two Californias, just like you put in the two 40s. We have similar mindsets. I'm pissed, though. Yeah. I I I wanted to take the lead early. When I first... Came up with it. I was like, all right, I'm going to go L.A., San Diego, Sacramento, and San Francisco. But I feel like if I did that, it was too obvious. So I, I went to New LA. York because New York could very nah, – I thought it was I, New York I, growing I, up. I know she's not in New York. I, I thought it was yeah. growing up. That, that was the only one I 100% knew she wasn't in. All right. So now it's still zero to zero. Let's see who can get off the schneid first because yeah. my my 
getting it right streak is over. Now I'm on a losing streak. Good. So That's yeah, Sam like. likes that. It's been That's a while. Good. I've been on the losing it's streak. It's been a so while since I got a question Who sings wrong. Uh, stained. Okay. Yeah, baby. That, so I get a point. No. But <laughs> I'm happy. I'm, I'm ha- you you started the song. I didn't. Bonus. You should give me that bonus half point. All right, let's jump into the movie section, Sam. This one's all yours, my friend. I'm going to kick it over to you. We got our first look at Matt Reeves' official tweet of the Batmobile from the Batman film. And right off the bat, I, I think <laughs> I, I talked to you know part of the fun. I talked to so many people on IG, man. So many people, you know, DM because I put it on our st- my story. I know you put it on our story. I think you I posted put it. On our it. actual posts, yeah. And dude, I, I liked it. It was a different take on the Batmobile, and it, it, everyone always compares to when Batman's already fully established. I'm like, guys, how many times do we have to tell you? This is an early year version. one, year two, year three. I, I think it's the first three years of Batman. Honestly, you get a, a nice look at the suit of Batman, which I, I thought I don't know if it was Robert Pattinson or if it was his stunt double. I thought that looked great. I like the armor of the car. You figure, what, 1970s, I think you said Challenger. A Dodge Challenger. I thought Mustang. I heard a lot of people say GTO. Or did I say Dodge Charger? I can't remember. You, you, said, one you said one of them. An American muscle car. That's I mean, like that's I mean, the vibe the, I get. The engine in the back? Yeah. I, I'm all for it, man. Like, yeah. I, I talked to so many people. Like, don't get me wrong. You're going to get the few people that are butthurt. Yeah. I saw a lot of people's list of favorite Batmobiles, and a lot of people kept saying Affleck. So I was like, honestly, out of all of them? Affleck was just okay. That honestly could be my least favorite. What about Bales? Bale's probably the next one. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's true. I'm, I'm, the animated series is my favorite Batmobile, and then it's the 89 Batmobile. Uh, do you prefer the elongated front, front end? Yeah, I, I love that look. Dude, I mean, I, that's that's I, classic I, to remember, me. Remember, I grew up watching the animated series. Like, that's where I I know all my Batman shit. Yeah. I got it from that show, and that, nothing, like, I don't think there's been anything to get me as hype as seeing, like, the scene of the intro. You see the Batmobile kind of just zooming down the street. I get hype for that. I'm kidding. And X-Men. And uh, Jeffrey Wright, who's playing Commissioner Gordon, yeah. he tweeted out like, you know, you know, like, it looks great. Like, wait till you guys hear it with like a wink. Like, I was like, okay, if, if the guys are all talking about it and everyone who's not even in the movie is like, oh, Matt Reeves, it looks great. Can't, can't wait to see it. And he's like, thanks, guys. Wait, wait till you guys see it, hear it. What, what to, did you think? To, to be fair, if you were on set, would you say, guys, it sounds like shit? No, it's true. That's true. So to be fair... To the to but, the eternal pessimist. But I mean, it's good rather than just not say anything. Like oh, I'm just right. It's just good uh, right. to be vocal about it. Right. So you're, you you support the project that you're doing. Yeah, and um, no, like I said, I thought it looked like an American muscle car in all the best ways. I like simple. I yeah. don't want decked out crazy. It's yeah. like the the Batman who was riding the Bat cycle, the stunt double. That armor looked weird to me. It was yeah. like it was very heavy armor. Yeah. But this now knowing that that's just probably when he rides his Bat cycle. And it, he goes back to that more simplistic, just the suit. It kind of reminded me of Talon. He's in like um, it's got like little spikes that stick out of the arms. I, I think stuff. they could be weird. Pro- could be projectiles. Sure, sure. But I think that's like overkill, and I get it. It's also for safety when he's driving a motorcycle. We saw him fall uh, in one of Truth. the in one of the videos. But uh, I like that when he's the when you see Batman, the majority of the time it's just that simple suit that Matt Reeves posted in the camera test, and that's translating to when he's in the Batmobile, which is again, it's a simple Batmobile. Yeah. I like you prefer the elongated yeah. hood. I think that's distinctive. Yeah. The, when I see that, I think that's a Batmobile. I mean, I think if anyone knows me, you know Batman the animated series. That's my favorite Batmobile. That's what I grew up watching. I think it's badass. Next one would have to be the '89 Batmobile with Keaton. Yeah. I, I think that's that's badass. Just go ahead, I'm sorry, I cut you. Off. I, I just seeing people like, oh, that's not my Batmobile. That's not this. It's like you yeah. know, in Detective Comics 27, Bruce Wayne Batman's first appearance. You know, it was a red. Car. Yeah, I saw you showed me the. Photo. And I, I just wanted people to see. It's like who didn't know? It's like oh, oh, 
Did you see that? So, yeah, you didn't know that was red, did you? Unless you know comics. Or then, you're colorblind. I mean, that that is that is very true. <laughs> like, so you don't really see, like, Batman 5 is, like, the first, like, B- Detective Comics 48 is its first time named as the Batmobile. Batman 5 is, and I'm like, sorry, its when first. When did it debut? 23? Detective Comics 27. 27. So you went 21 issues or something like that with it just ha- not having a name. Yeah, it was, it was just, like, a red car. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, and well, because they're first coming out with, and they're going as, as you know on the fly, and then from Batman Five, it kind of comes into play, which I, I have, mm-hmm. and then Batman Twenty, which will probably be my CGC spotlight for next week, because I already had this one done. But Batman Twenty is the Batmobile's first cover appearance, which has like the Bat logo symbol in the front, like it looks awesome. So I, I, I'm all in for this movie, just how it looks like the Batman Noir. I'm in. Take yeah. my money. You got me. And now to appease the fans that like it when we disagree, yo, it fucking sucks, Sam. How could you fucking like yeah. this thing? I'm just no, I, I know you're kidding because we, we, we talk. We, and we, I, I like it. Uh, and, uh, you know, for me, simpler is better when you overdo it. And what I really hope, and because Matt Reeves posted it, I think this will be the truth. I hope they don't add a lot of things in CG in post. Like, I, I mean, I think I'm, sure, pure, I'm sure they might touch it up a little right, bit. Right, and the things that come out of it and the projector. I'm sure that'll all obviously be CG, but the fact that the majority of this is practical yeah. because it wasn't just a shot from some schmuck on set who took it. This is oh, Matt no. Reeves oh, who yeah. posted these. These are official I, shots. I, I love the look, man. So, Under the bridge. I love that whole thing. I, I thought it was great. I, I, you know, it's it's the. I think we always love it when stories come from the source like the maker, the creator, and when Matt Reeves, he's the one who's been announcing the a lot of the castings. He, he he's the one every single one. He's the one who dropped the camera tease. He's yep. the camera test. He's the one who's dropping the first photos of the Bat um, Mobile. I don't think he was the one who posted the cycle. I think that was an on. Yeah, they, that was leaked. Yeah, photo. That was so that's leaked. like the only leak we've really yeah. had. Which I'll take that no, one for day, three, one day. for four. I'm good with that. I'll take that all day. Um, so to see this, what I'm excited for is to see the inside. To get the oh. eventual shot of Pattinson with the mask on, sitting down, you know that's going to happen. In the movie. I mean, who, who doesn't love the, the ga- gadgets? Who doesn't love the, the gadgets? gadgets? And what that's going to look like on the inside? Does it look like just a normal car? How many levers? This, that, and the other? How many buttons does it have? Like, and so, it might not even have that, right? You know, and I'm because if it is year one Batman or year two three, he's still developing those things. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a fully loaded Batmobile yet. It might just be his thing to get him from A to B quickly. And, 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 it's just and a, you could damage the whole thing in the next Batman movie. There's a whole new Batmobile. So. I, I'm just I'm I have an open mind to it. I like every direction and every button this movie has pushed so far. I'm on board with it. Um, I am at a point now where it's still a year and change away, so I'm not going to get the hype machine rolling because we got too much time. You got too much time for me to like think about it all day every day as a casual DC and Batman fan. But I think as we get closer, and I'm not saying trailer, trailer, trailer. I'm in. Like I'm going to see this film. I don't need a trailer. Um, as a matter of fact, if I don't see a trailer, we're going to see it. I, I, there's as much as, I, as much as I would love to say, I'll skip it. We I know me. We got to talk about it, it on the show, all that stuff that's unavoidable. But at the same time, if I don't see any footage to this movie, I'm still going to be just as psyched to see it. And, um, you know, the I I care a lot about one, two things. And I've mentioned one on the show before. I want Edward Pattinson to be a good Bruce Wayne. Robert Pattinson. Did I say it? What you I said say? Edward. Yeah, did I? <laughs> Whoops. I did. Totally did. I want Robert Pattinson to be a good Bruce Wayne. I want him to be um, convincing out of the suit. I think he's going to play a great Batman, yeah. but is he going to play a convincing Bruce Wayne? Because this is a Bruce Wayne we haven't seen on film before. See, it's funny that we're opposites. I know. You mentioned I, that. I think you he's going to be confidence. I think he's gonna be a great Bruce Wayne. I'm like, I just need him to be a good Batman. But my whole argument to that was majority of the time it's going to be a stunt double. True. Doing all the stunts and the driving and all that stuff. So, like, 
but I, the second piece goes to that of the your concern of okay, not a concern, but your hope of being a good Batman is I need him to have a good Batman voice. Mm-hmm. I don't like Bale's Batman. See, and I, 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 dude, I'm one of the few that I was on board from yeah, day one. I can't under fucking swear to me. I can't under fucking loved, stand him. Man. I loved it. I, you know, I, 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 am, I, I liked, I liked Affleck's voice too. I liked, I did, I liked I that. Did. I liked that a lot. So give me that. I don't want. I can't like, imagine Robert Pattinson going like no, this. No, it's I, not I very no, convincing. I but I, I, so. Like, that, like George Clooney order. just talked normal. He did 100% nothing. 100% the whole like, time. I'm like, how could you not know it's Bruce Wayne? Because he doesn't change his voice nothing. inflection at all. I think Kilmer didn't either. Or very minimally did Kilmer. It's funny because I was talking to a lot of people today about Batman Forever. A lot of people shitting on it, except that my boy Julio, only guy I know that's his favorite, it's his favorite Batmobile. There's is always Batman. someone. There's and always it was someone. just cool. And I was like, Shout you know out. what? Shout out to Julio. I like, I like Batman Forever. Did I, you guys I, talk about it down by the schoolyard? No, we did not. We did not. But... I like Val Kilmer. The only part I, I obviously was the overacting by for Carrie. I, I that's the one it took me so out of the movie. But that doesn't take you away from Kilmer. That just no, takes no, you away from that no, movie. No, no, no. It just yeah, it just like when I see him in the riddler, I'm like, move over a little bit. Like let me just, you know, kill my right your thing. Yeah. He I, you're right. It was definitely a little overkill, but that's Jim Carrey in the nineties. It was yeah. all overkill. Yeah, his shtick was overkill. Yeah. Um you know, I, you even Tommy Lee to, hated him because of his overacting. <laughs> uh, this is off script. We actually didn't think about it, but I'm or have this in the rundown. But I because I kind of forgot that I did. But now we can talk about. It. I saw Sonic. Hey. Um, and and we Jim, do, we have different opinions. We we, de- we definitely have differing opinions. You know, just bringing up Jim Carrey. We'll move on because we're actually going to get back to something DC in a second for our next story. But just real quick, I also saw Sonic. I saw it um, last week and. Um, I texted you about halfway through it and I was like, bro, I could fall asleep right now. Like it, it was just so Shocking. mad to me and it remains mad to me. I, I forgot that I saw it until just now. So thank wow. you for reminding me with the Jim Carrey thing. Jim Carrey was easily the best part of the film. Easily. James Marsden was good. I just like James Marsden. He was fourth on my list. Nah, fourth on my list. It goes Jim Carrey, Ben Schwartz's Sonic, Tails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, spoiler alert. And then whatever. It's fucking I, Sonic the Hedgehog. If you don't think Tails I thought you were going to say it. the L, and I would have cried right here. <laughs> the, the mother? Sonic's mother? Oh, she, oh, 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 the L. I almost cried. Yo, yo, yo. She, you know, hit the 30 second button if you don't want to know. One, two, three. She gets a fucking arrow in her. Yo, you see it. Why it's do you, vicious. Why do you think I said like, yo, I almost shed a tear in that movie. Yo, like, yo. That, that, was, the, the, that movie got me. The I, first I little me. bit I was hype on. Um, and then it just became a little bit boring to me. Um, I, I, I love the world stuff. Here's what well, when you see the him rings. in Green Hill. I just thought that was so neat. That was neat. And and I think that it, the very beginning was cool for me to watch him go from like, he's like, I can get from the uh, one end of the island to the other in two seconds. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's Green Hill Zone. That's cool. That's my flashback to the yeah. past. But as the movie that's progressed, I was like, meh. And I'm okay with it being a map. Like, I just yeah. want it to be a map because that doesn't mean it was a stinker. No, it made money. We're going to get it. It looks like we're getting a sequel. That, and with an end credit scene the way it was, we're absolutely yeah. going to get a sequel, especially because I, it made its money yeah. back and, and then some. So, you know, was it Matt? Yeah. Is that a good thing? Kind of. It Because it doesn't It doesn't join the pantheon of terrible video game movies. No, no. Like I, I think Tomb Raider. And, I think it's up there as a good. I think it's in I, the positive. Yeah. I mean, listen, it outgrossed on its debut more than Detective Pikachu, and I never thought yeah. that would have happened Neither with, did I. with the phenomenon that Pokemon. I mean, don't get me wrong. Pokemon's lost steam over the years, but like I never would have thought that. So it's good to see uh, that it did well. I'm happy for it. I won't like – I won't 
hate on the fact that they're being a sequel, but I know now that I, I will not see that in theaters. I will wait. See, I, I, I granted, would. it cost me eight bucks. Yeah. Like eight yeah, bucks well spent. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't, I've, yeah, eight dollars and seven cents. I could spare it for an hour and a half. Um, yeah, it's not like you were there for two hours, hour yeah. and a half, boom, in and out. Yeah. And you know what? I, there was, I will say in the theater I saw it in, there was a lot of kids in no, the back and making now, a lot and of noise. I, that was the first thing I told you. It you dist- saw it in the wrong theater. It distracted. It's the only theater that had it at a time I could see, see it. So. I saw it in the Dolby, in the Chamonix. It was, I, I, it was so loud. Yeah. It was all. It was. A, I had a different experience. I yeah. think that it was, kind of ruined and, your and, experience. And it a wasn't bit. the comfortable seats. It was the old shitty theater. Seats. I, th- I think that's exactly that plays a big a big factor. Now. It, it does because when there's silence in the movie, you hear people talking and yep. cursing and doing shit up yep. top, like we did when we were kids. Yep. So I can't like hate on it, but like it was definitely distracting. I'm like, hey, I'm a 32 year old yep. trying to watch Sonic. Can yeah. we please be quiet? <laughs> There Keep was a down. mom. There was a mom with a baby that they, she had to move because of the kids. Crying. No, no, because the kids were cursing so much in the back. Oh wow! She moved, so like it was not a great. Th- there, a quarter of the way through the movie, some friends had snuck in, so one of the dudes runs in after him and is pulling them down and kicking them out. Oh, and that's geez. ten feet to my left. It's I See, it, very distracting. It's very distracting. Yeah, so this I day and age, you're, though, you're concerned. You don't know what could happen over right. And I, there's a little bit of me that was like, I got taken out of the movie because yeah. of the shit going on around me. I couldn't like immerse myself. So. Um, you Maybe know. one day give it a rewatch. Nope, I'm all set. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Heavy, heavy, okay. hard. All set. All right. Let's get back to the show, Sam. Justice League: Dark Apocalypse War. If that's a movie title, I'm happy for yeah. it. It got a trailer. You're psyched. On yeah, it. it's the next uh, DC animated movie. Uh, I can't freaking wait. You got Matt Ryan's coming back to voice John Constantine. He's on the uh, Legends of Tomorrow. This is Thing and John Constantine. He's in it. Obviously, Superman. Jason Mars back for Batman. Jerry O'Connell, Superman. Rosario, da- uh, Rosario Dawson's Wonder Woman. So it's the whole Justice League. And oh, then it, it's why it's Justice League. Dark. It's, it, it's everybody. And cool. uh, uh, Nathan Fillion's back as uh, Green Lantern. Like it's awesome. Again, Rain Wilson as, as Luther. I'm still not a fan of him as Luther. The trailer, he only had like one or two lines. He did sound better than... When he was on the, the Death of Superman, mm-hmm. I have to see it because it's it's Dark Side. It's going to be badass. It's also rated R. You told me that today, as a matter of fact, because I think the trailer dropped on Thursday. Which I believe it's only the second DC animated movie that's rated Besides R. Besides Killing Joke. Yep. There could have been a good trivia question. Eh, true. Yeah, but that could have been. Yeah, it would have been a layup. But Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm all in for these movies. I think it's a little bit longer. I believe it's like uh, an hour 45. Sometimes well, they got a lot like of characters. They got a lot and, of characters. And this is a big story. And what I like... They're taking a little bit of stories um, for um, BBS. Jim Lee did a lot of sketches, design, and they took a lot from that. And a little bit of Snyder's idea and kind of tweaked it here. So I'm really excited. You know me. I buy every one of these movies, but yeah. this looks awesome. And then you have another DC animated movie coming out really soon in Superman Red Sun. We yeah, I mean, it's out, dig- it's, it's out digitally. I know people have seen it. I heard actually one person actually DM me said he loved it. So yeah. when, you, when you said like the review said the ending fell apart, he was like, I absolutely loved it. So I was like, okay, you know, that makes me feel a little bit better. I'll have it on Blu-ray, Amazon. I think Tuesday it'll be in my door. Yep. And then they were supposed to do a uh, premiere for it in, I think, New York City. They canceled that due to, guess what, yeah. the coronavirus. So uh, if you come here for your daily dose of coronavirus, stick around. Yeah, there, there's more stuff and pushback. <laughs> uh, we have an update on a little-known film that I wish would become a TV series is Uncharted. Um, and part of my 2020 wish list was for this film to get canceled. Not because I don't want it. It's because just like take it out to the fucking pasture. Uh, it's, it locked in its seventh director. It lost six Ruben Fleischer, who we did report previously was 
rumored and in talks. He has officially signed onto the project, so we lock in Ruben Fleischer for the Uncharted film. It begins filming very soon, and also they locked in Sophia Ali, Tati Gabrielle, and oh, by the way, Antonio Banderas. Who is, if he's a bad guy, he's a great bad guy. He will definitely Dude, be a I, bad I, guy. I've been on board since day one for this. I, I can't wait. Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas, and directed by Ruben Fleischer, who did Venom, who did Zombieland. So, and I. Do you, do you feel a little bit I better? liked Venom. You feel- I, I, I never didn't feel good about it. Like, it's Uncharted. I'm going to watch yeah. it. But when you get the news that we got today about another video game that's scrapping the movie to become a TV series, on the back of me already saying I wanted this to be a TV series, on the back of this having seven directors, I, you know me, I like TV more than I like film. It's just how yeah. I am. It's, I'm, I'm wired for 10 episodes on my time as opposed to dedicating an entire two hours to one thing. So, like... I just uh, gotta, it depends on my mood, but I, I know what you mean. If this film opens up in a jungle with some gorgeous shot on what a mountain What if he's side, hanging by a bus of a cliff? That's the beginning of Uncharted I know. 2. That's why I said it. <laughs> it's a train in a snowy mountain. Um, you know, as long as it doesn't retell 3, which ironically, it's it's taking place majority, majority around Uncharted 3, which is my absolute least favorite Uncharted and it's not even close. But that game yeah. does focus a lot on young Nathan Drake yeah. and young Sully. Yeah. Obviously, Mark Wahlberg's not going to play old Sully. He's no. going to play the young Sully. Same with Tom Holland playing Nathan Drake. So we're going to get a lot of that. I hope it's just like The Mandalorian or, or Rogue what if One Nathan where it takes place old, in between. What if he's the old Drake? What and they do, and, and they do it. If they, they do it. That's it. That would be that's insane. It. That's the post credit. scene. That, that would change your whole tune. The whole the, tune. The post credit scene is, is when he fast forwards a couple years to Nathan Fillion in the jungle. Uh, I, I just want this – I don't like – dude, Uncharted 3, they spend a long time in like a desert and you hallucinate and it's so boring and you just walk. Yeah, it was easily it was this our not, least favorite. It was absolutely, man. So I, I hope that this film doesn't like just rip it straight, but I'm glad to see it, it is moving forward. So it's it's something I've always wanted to be successful, but at the same time, like, fuck, man. Like, let's just, you know, let's just. <laughs> move it to a TV series. It, just, it would just be so better suited for a TV series. That's just my I mean, either way, almost either way, they have my attention. They have my money. Whatever. Almost, almost anything is better suited as a TV series. There are a few things that I'm like, yeah, let's just keep this as an hour and a half. Like I would like love Sonic. To, like Sonic, right? Like Sonic. Right. I would. We tried the TV thing, multiple animated series. That doesn't work very well. So I'm with you. Mario Brothers, same thing, man. I, I'm happy that we're getting a movie, and that's really all I want because I don't need it uh, in any other kind of like yeah. but anyway so good for the movie that it's moving forward top gun maverick the release date was moved up uh instead of being delayed for coronavirus this yeah. thing is getting moved up to june 26th uh or from june 26th i'm sorry it's getting moved up from june 26th we're gonna get it earlier than june 26th so now we're gonna get june 24th <laughs> oh a whole two days oh man can't so wait if you couldn't wait for friday the 26th you get it on wednesday the 24th so go enjoy yourself. I mean, I, I got to see this movie. There's no way I, I let this one pass. We see this a lot around the July 4th holiday because that's a big movie going week. True, true. Um, so if July 4th falls on like a Wednesday, they like Spider-Man got moved to July 2nd. Okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, and yeah, that was they, a Wednesday they, they get the extended to get weekend. the extended weekend. So I think that's I mean, it's something a smart that happen smart here. Move. And it happens around the July 4th time frame, which is a big movie time. So Still didn't see Val Kilmer's Iceman. I'm a little upset, but... Do you know that Tom, that Tom Cruise in the early 70s lived in canada did he ottawa to be oh is that just saying okay just saying his father was in the canadian armed you know what's funny he said he hated his time 
you. Uh, no Time to Die has been delayed from April. Yeah. Not a big deal. You know, we've seen a lot of things get delayed a month or two. Oh, wait. Till November. This is because of the corona. This was my age because I was pissed off. Well, they never said the coronavirus. They said, like, the safety and whatever. In other words, coronavirus. That's what they said. Hey, hey, hey. They didn't say it. It was coming out day before my birthday, your dad's birthday. Now I'm pissed. Got to wait till November. That's a long delay. Yeah, I'm I'm butthurt. I was really looking forward to seeing this. It's crazy. You you rarely see film delays this long for big budget pictures because usually it's like, okay, it's edited. And and it's not like the reshoots. It's done. The film is done. Exactly. And and, and like video games. All right, we're going to delay it six months like Avengers for Cyberpunk. For polish, because you can always polish more. There's always multiplayer that needs touching up. This isn't a multiplayer to this movie. So, uh, I'm, uh, you know, they. I like it when companies are just upfront. They weren't super upfront. They were kind of like, you know, what we mean. It's this. It's coronavirus, but uh, it's just. I mean, I I, I don't blame them. You know, obviously, it's going around right now. They found a couple more. You know, in the United States. So I understand. I don't know, man. I think there was one guy in Amazon in Seattle. You know, well, somebody found a couple people in Los Angeles. Tested in Philly. Well, Los Angeles. Los Angeles um, declared a state of emergency. Philadelphia on Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday, maybe no, it was Wednesday. um, Early morning, somebody was found uh, that needed to be tested. The results were going to drop on. Okay, because I didn't hear that it was Philly Christ. I hope not. So there could be the first confirmed tomorrow ish. We'll hear about that. So the day you're hearing this. So you never ever know. Um, But that's, you know, it's a long delay. Um, It's crazy because it's such a high profile film and it's a month away. Yeah, true. Like this is a very, very abrupt cancellation, or not cancellation, I should say. Um, What's the word? Delay? It's very abrupt. But coming out this week in theaters, March 6th, the day you're hearing it, we have Emma. We have Onward with uh, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. We have The Way Back with Ben Affleck. We have Spencer Confidential with Mark Wahlberg. Sorry We Missed You. Escape from Pretoria or Pretoria. Joe Hio. Uh, First Cow, which is a cow on a boat. (laughs) Baccarat. Trance. Extraordinary. Run This Town. And the Wild Goose Lake and Beneath Us. Ton of shit coming out. Maybe um, just go see the Tom Holland onward. Probably going to take, gonna the, kids take the box office there. I mean, we get Bloodshot next week. Oh, so. shit, yeah. I forgot we do. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. And then Dave Batista's dropping a new movie. So we'll talk about that more next week as we head into the television section. I have the review for season three of Castlevania on Netflix, the anime uh, we're we're very much looking forward to this. A season two is a banger. Here is the review per IGN. Castlevania season two is a tough act to follow, especially without Dracula himself anchoring the story. Yet, despite this, and despite the fact that season three is clearly a stepping stone on the larger journey, the series only gets better oh this time around. God. Castlevania's unique combination of sarcastic humor, supernatural horror, violent action, and deep pathos make it far and away the best video game adaptation around season three values characters over plot and makes it incredibly easy to connect with heroes and villains alike nine five ten damn that's a masterpiece dude and i was thinking the same thing like man how are they gonna top two well apparently they did i maybe dante should i have not watched (laughs) two yet oh dude two is it's on my list it's on my list phenomenal It's it's on my list i also got ashley to start stranger things three 
she was out time. vehemently it, against. It, she was out. I did not like two. I'm done with it. I said, honey, just trust me. You have to ride She's this She's back in. You have to ride it. She out. loves it. She's back good, in. Good. She's back in on three. So I have to get on the Castlevania, back on the Castlevania wagon. It's not a big investment of time. It's six episodes. And it's their half hour. Yeah, so it's, it's not, not a big investment in time. I remember um, finishing one and being like, you know me with animated projects. Yeah. It just takes a lot yeah. for me to like love something uh, animated. I appreciate it all. But for some reason, hand-drawn animation puts me to sleep. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand it, but it does. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm psyched on it. I really, really am. Uh, but something I'm really psyched on and something I was lucky enough last week to get an early look at uh, was AMC's new show, Dispatches from Elsewhere, uh, starring Jason Siegel, who actually created the show, wrote the show, does everything with the show. It's, it's not only shot in Philly. It's based in Philly. It's all Philly, all freaking show they pound you over the head with philly in the best possible way they even made a love letter to philadelphia before the show launched that they put on all their social medias thanking the city itself for its art murals for its scenery for its um just overall like heart that the city that we live in has they shot in fishtown they shot downtown they go all over the city they said we wanted to shoot in every piece of the city regardless if it's north east southwest doesn't matter we wanted to be there, and you can see this coming through in the show. And there are places in this show that, as I'm watching it in downtown Philadelphia, I'm like, "Oh shit, we're around the corner from this spot. I know this spot. I've walked past this alley. Whatever. It's very distinctive, and they keep a lot of that art that is already there. They, they don't fake it. Yeah. They use Welcome to Fishtown. They use yeah. that. So it's it's really neat to see our city being so well represented and on AMC, um, not like a streaming service or whatever. It's it's really neat to see that. I got to see the first episode early. The first and second episodes have dropped. Eve Lindley steals the damn show. Um, she's great in the show. So it really centers around Jason Siegel. Um, it's fucking weird, first and foremost. It's fucking weird in the best possible way. It's zany. It's wacky. It's kooky. It's hilarious. Jason Siegel kills it from this dry, doesn't try to make overt jokes like Marshall and How I Met Your Mother. It's more just like... It's not, maybe dry humor is not the word, but it's more like unintentional humor that you know is intentional. It's unintentionally intentional, if that makes sense, but it's a super good show. Um, it's really about when you break it down without spoiling anything because anything you say about the show is a spoiler. There's such wacky shit. Yeah, like, I saw like a little trailer thing and it looked weird as hell. And I was like, I don't even know. It's weird as hell. You know? Like Bigfoot shows up. It's yeah. weird, yeah. right? But it's about, at the core of it, it's about... Who a, knew Bigfoot was in Philly? Right. It's about... Who knew he wore shorts? It's about a guy who is fed up with living life, the same routine every day, okay. and needs a change. Okay. That's at, at its core. Typical. That's all, everyday people's lives. Yeah, got it. Like, gets up at the same time, yeah. goes to the same yeah. job, walks the same way home, does the same thing every day, stops at the same store, yeah. gets the same dinner. But you know, I need a, a change. And then one thing, it's like the butterfly effect. One thing happens to start that change and then it goes on a whirlwind ride. Meets up with three other people. Well, meets up with a lot of people, but specifically Andre 3000 from Outcast. I do like him. Um, Sally Field, the mom from oh, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. Sally, Field, yeah. uh, Sally Field, not Fields. Yeah, Fields. Mrs. Fields, not a cookie. And then Eve Lindley, the Eve Lindley, who is uh, arguably the most no, maybe not most popular. I think that goes to Orange is the New Black. I can't remember her name. But trans actor um, nowadays. She's great in it. And she was there, too, for a Q&A. So I got to do a Q&A with Jason Siegel, Eve Lindley, and the showrunner. I can't remember the showrunner's name. 
Had a lot of good questions. Jason Siegel was hilarious in that. We have photos of that on our Instagram. They gave me a nice Dispatches from Elsewhere book, um, some cheesesteaks, pretzels, ca- Where did they get cakes. the cheesesteaks from? They made them. Oh, I, I saw it at, at the place. I, yeah, where I work, so I don't want to go into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was super fun. Um, I won't forget it anytime soon. The second episode, it, they're doing this thing where the first four episodes, they do the deep dive in each one of the four main characters. So the first okay. one was on Jason Siegel's name is Peter. The second one is going to be on Eve Lindley. The third one is probably, I think, on Andre 3000. And the fourth one on Sally Field. You might switch that up. But, like, you are really invested. Like, the thing that happens... Each one of them think it's something different, and you don't know who to believe, and it really drives you down that path. So I really, really recommend it. We have the review from IGN as well. This is for just the pilot, although the second episode has dropped. Uh, dropped. So go watch on AMC. Much like the hyper-stylized and quirky Briar Patch that debuted a few weeks back, Dispatches from Elsewhere provides a kooky calm in the storm of peak TV. Like Briar Patch 2, it's not good. It's good, not great. It's as if networks years too late are trying to find that elusive Mr. Robot lightning in a bottle. And even that show's allure started to dissipate after its first season. Dispatches from Elsewhere is a wholesome trek about the elaborate hurdles we overcome to make meaningful connections as an adult. That last sentence couldn't be more true. That sums it up very, very well. Eight oh. Seven. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. This is probably more of a 7.5 to me. I won't say it's the greatest show ever. It's not Ozark, Breaking Bad, that that level of awesome, but it was enough to keep me so entertained and on my seat that when the credits rolled, I was like, shit. Something that you will you will finish at oh least the first God, season? Yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah, I will watch it. I hope it doesn't get multiple seasons. I hope this is a limited one season, maybe two things. You know, I don't know where they're going, but where they went so far... Yeah, but usually shows like you don't just kind of I don't want it go to on out. for one season. I don't want it know? to burn out though. It's so unless weird. maybe they have a three season arc, you know, that's in his mind that you know. It's so fucking weird. It's also based on a true story, or based on true events, I'll say. And Jason Siegel told that story, so you'll watch it and be like, "The fuck's this true? How's this true?" Jason Siegel, it happened to him. So something that okay. happened in the show happened to him. So was, he was very upfront about that. So super psyched on the show. I recommend everybody watch it. At least give it a chance. Fuck, it's on the same network as The Walking Dead. And that show sucked for seven years. If you watch that bullshit show, why not just stick around afterwards? It's on right after it. Just keep watching. Done. See you later. 10 o'clock Sunday night. Let's go, baby. I'm psyched. Shit, I'm on my second dream at 10 o'clock. <laughs> All right. Mark Ruffalo said at C2E2 that there is talk that he'd appear in the She-Hulk series. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? If they're going comic book-wise, yeah. How, how she gets her powers? You're going to need Hulk. You're going to need Bruce Banner. She I got needs a that. blood transfusion. I, oh, I got that. I got that. But is that a good thing that it's Mark Ruffalo? Because would that take away from the shine of whoever She-Hulk is cast as? No, I, I don't I don't think so. I mean... I hope it would just be a cameo. To be honest... I don't like Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. I know you don't. I, I don't like it at all. So it's like. I don't mind. You it. can't do it. In my mind, you can't go any worse than what you already did. Uh, they ruined the Hulk. Wow. Holy <laughs> I shit. I don't know. I don't, did I don't, you like Norton's? I, I love that word Norton. He was actually my favorite. Okay. I actually love that word Norton. Who was the Norton. other guy in 03? Eric Banner. Eric Banner. That's right. I but I, I, again, I, I know I know there's other people that are with you, but I know people love Professor Hulk. That's. Nah, not Simon. Yeah, I know. That was a, that got a big pop during Endgame. It was like, oh, look, it's Smart Hulk. And then that whole joke went on for 10 minutes that too, was long. too long. And I was like, oh, there's 10 minutes I would have saved. I would have cut that whole scene. The, the thing I don't like about Ruffalo's Hulk is when he is in the Hulk and he tries to be like the smooth talking hip dude, I, like with the fist bumps and stuff. It's like, I actually just like him. I just look like, damn you, Foggy, you ruined Hulk. Like, that's why it's, is there a Hulk movie? It's like, oh, you kind of backed him into a corner. 
that he can't do it. Like, we're going to reboot the Hulk now, which you're basically going to have to do. Well, they could do the Spider-Man treatment where they make the Hulk movies in a separate universe, separate time. Not unit. Yeah, I mean, kind of a separate universe, separate time. Because I think Fox, which is owned by Disney, but I think Fox owns the part of the rights to the Hulk. Yeah, and as, I, so I, know, yeah I, don't, I don't think yeah, that's still in the great. I mean, there's rumors there's, that Marvel got it back, but that's not There's something that was holding them back from making a Hulk film. It just couldn't be the Hulk. It can't be the Hulk is. You know, his, his own title. If it's the Avengers, the Marvel's good to go. He yeah. just can't be his solo. But now film. that Disney owns Fox, I wonder what that what changed. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't even know if it was Fox that owned those rights. I can't remember. I think it was. But regardless, we have uh, – because it's like we said, we don't want it to take the shine off of She-Hulk. And She-Hulk has not even been cast yet. We don't even know who's going to play She-Hulk. I mean, so they already said they're shooting in November. So it's like yeah. casting's got to happen soon. So we got we, – we decided we'd come with our list of top three each uh, – Best choices for She-Hulk. I think we're gonna have one overlap. Maybe. I think we're gonna have one. Yeah, I, I I could see one, maybe two. No, I don't think two. Three. I know this. She ain't on your list. Alicia Vikander. No. I I do like her. I think she's a good actress. I thought she did pretty good in Lara Lara Croft, the, the Tomb Raider. She, I loved her in The Man from Uncle. That was with um, uh, Henry Cavill. She was in the Jason Bourne movie, the newest one with uh, Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. I think she could bring something to the role. She, yeah. She's only thirty. You know, she could do it. My number three is who I think you might have Probably. on your list. Uh, Gina Carano. My number two. Yeah. Um, so I think Gina Carano would um, already being on Disney Plus already kind of has a role carved out there oh, in what, Mandalorian. Yeah. How much is We she, don't know yeah. how much she is on there. And plus the fact is though, but she already has a relationship with Disney and Marvel. So I'm sorry, not Disney and Marvel. Disney. Disney. So she can all, kind of fit right in with the Marvel Universe since Disney is that uh, is owned by I'm sorry, Marvel is owned by Disney. So I think she could fit into it. She has obviously the physique. Yeah, she's, do she's, it. she's, she's still, a good she's actress. She's actually a UFC fighter. She could do the action. Yep, she's a good actress. And I think we. I mean, you only see her Deadpool, Haywire, she was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fast and Furious 6. Yep. That's all I know that she was in. Yeah. But and Mandalorian. I, and I think she was good um, in, a, in a lot of those roles. So. I'd like to see her shine a little bit more. She she hasn't really she hasn't really been a star yet. She's usually been even with Deadpool. Haywire was her only I was right. like her star in role. Yeah, and I think even in Deadpool, she kind of stole the scene she was in just from the character that she played, which was what was that? Um she had the fucking weird name. I forget the name. It was Hell something 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 something. I, I don't Can't remember. remember her name. It. it was like I said she fought Colossus. Yeah, it was, was one it? of those weird names. It didn't make any sense. I can't remember it, but uh, I'll look it up. But anyway, yeah, that, that would be my number three and, and your number two. Any other reasons why? I just thought because she, cause she's bad. She's the only – on my list, she was like the only like woman that's like bulky that actually can like fill, fill the sleeves as, as She-Hulk. Because the other two I think My are, number one I think can too though. Okay, yeah. I, I just wanted to keep one. I, was like, I have to get Gina. The other two I wanted to take a chance. My number one is in a stretch, but I think she could kill it if she got the role. Um – Oh, you're still really looking for her name. I don't. I, I literally don't know her name from Deadpool. It's, she was that low of a character. Oh, damn it! She was Angel Dust. Damn. Who the fuck am I thinking of? I think you're Mega Sonic Teenage yes, Warhead. Yes, yeah, that's not her. You. That's why I, I was like, I can't, I hope he's not thinking of her. No, that's Brianna Hildebrand. Yeah, who was yeah. Mega Sonic. I was so. thinking. Yeah, so Negasonic Teenage Warhead is who was I thinking of, but that was not Gina Carano's character. But I was not not thinking it's, of it, Gina Carano. It's funny that I couldn't remember Angel Dust, but I remembered the weird one. But, <laughs> Negasonic yeah. Teenage Warhead. All right, my number two is Betty Gilpin. Um, I love everything Betty Gilpin has been in. She was great in Nurse Jackie. Why does she two- sound like she's 90? Because she will be one day. <laughs> like her name, it just sounds she's like She's young, old. too. She was young. Uh, she was great in, in Nurse Jackie back in 2013. She is absolutely fucking unequivocally 
unequivalently excellent in Glow. She is the co-star with Allison Brie in Glow. She does a lot of the wrestling in the ring, so she's got the move. She's got the action. She can handle that. She's got the physique. She's got everything. She's got the acting chops. She's a wonderful actress. I think she could fill that role really, really well. And she's always, like Gina Carano, been like the 1B. And I'd love to see what she can do in that 1A. Give her the spotlight role. Betty Gilpin, breakout star. I love everything she's in. She's great. My number one, Emmy Rossum. Whoa. I, I can see it, though. I think she is a fantastic actress. Hey, Drew McIntyre. Hey, he's at a Flyers game. So, you know, obviously, um, Jennifer Walter, she Hulk, she is a lawyer. I think uh, um, Emmy Ross can play a lawyer pr- pretty freaking good. I loved her mm-hmm. in Day After Tomorrow. I, if you see her in Shameless. I loved her in Day. It's the first thing I ever saw her in was Day After Tomorrow. Yeah, hey, Jake Jonal. Mm-hmm. Um, Day After Tomorrow, or um, Day After Tomorrow. Uh, Shameless, she was fucking Fiona for nine seasons. I Hopefully, she comes back for the final season. I, it's a different choice. I don't. I don't think she's into the comic book stuff. So it was a shot in the dark. But I, I love her. She's a fantastic actress, and I think she could do great. I was going back and forth with Gilpin. I, Karana was always my three. Gilpin was my one, then my two, then my one, then my two because I settled on my number one, who I think is actually underrated as an actress. She's been overexposed the last couple of years because of the profession she chose to move in. Roseanne. If she wants to sing the national anthem, she could be She-Hulk. Ronda Rousey. I can't see her that. I can. I can 100%. She was in, what, Fast 6, I think. Uh, She did another role. She is... Okay. And wrestling, when she cuts promos, that's acting. She was really, really good. You're on microphone saying she was terrible on... on... No, no, I'm not. Sasha Banks is terrible. And I don't like Ronda Rousey in the ring. Because I don't like the MMA style when it comes to wrestling. I don't like MMA fighters. She just always looks so nervous in WWE when she would cut her promos. You're absolutely not incorrect. <laughs> You're you know, not she, incorrect. I, I just uh, live, live is a completely different no. beast. And I, live and is a completely and different. And I, I like I like Ronda. I just can't see her. But what if she gets it? I'm sure very quickly I, you change your tune. No, I'll, I have it's it's She Hulk. I, I it's one of Stan Lee's last creations that he did. Yeah, I mean, I was going back and forth with a ton of names. There were probably eight names that crossed my list that I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I'm not gonna give more because I I want to. I was I was but, dude. I was pretty set. Like I, yeah. I I was pretty good. Yeah, I, I like the idea of Emmy Rossum. That would be cool. That's like the dark horse. I think you know, she'd be fantastic. And just to see her in the, you know, what, what could they do with her in She-Hulk? I, I don't know, because I just think she would be a great Jennifer Walter. All right, the big news that I'm super psyched to talk about in the television section. We teased it earlier. Judge? Oh. The Last of Us. <laughs> That's right. The video game phenomenon, which is getting a sequel this May, The Last of Us Part Two, is getting a TV series at HBO. Not HBO Max. It'll probably eventually end up there. But on HBO proper, from Craig Mazin, who created Chernobyl, my number two show, became my number one at the end of it all. Probably my favorite show from last year. Um, Chernobyl. And Neil Druckmann, who, by the way, is not only the director of The Last of Us Games, is the VP of Naughty Dog, which is the video game developer from The Last of Us. It's not just some schmuck guys who are like, no, let's let's try to write this. No, it is straight from the source, so I trust the writing. It is also straight from the creative mind of my favorite show of 2019, Chernobyl. I think this is going to be a hit. At first, I was like, Sam texted me the news. I had actually literally just seen it two seconds before he texted me. So I was like, eh. Then we went back and forth a little bit. I said, meh. 
it depends if they try to retell the games or if they tell their own story, whatever, whatever. Then I click the article. I read into it a little bit more, find out who's writing it. I wrote back, Sam, fuck it. I'm all in, baby. Yep. I said that. That's what I wanted to hear. Jeans creamed, yeah. baby. I, I texted you and Triver the same exact thing. I was like, here, you, you two are, you know, like all my friends, you two talk about that game the most. I've never played the damn game. Maybe I have it right there. Maybe one day I'll it. get around to it. Uh, but I, I mean, I'll watch the, I'll watch the show. It's fucked up. I'll but watch it. The only thing that I'm like, fuck, is because it is a post-apocalyptic show. Now, it's not zombies. It, it, it's something else. It's very, very close to zombies, but they're a little smarter, a little bit more intelligent. They're not actually the regenerated dead. Um, there is a disease. So it's like warm bodies. It's No, warm bodies is just flat out zombies. Um, but, it's, it's, of- but it's not zombies at okay, all. Like okay. This is a different disease that you become something else. So... Um, Think rabies. Okay. Think like if it. the happening was good. But anyway, uh, I can't. Uh, the happening was great. Uh, <laughs> this should be the new trend because when they made the announcement that this was going to be a TV series, they also made the announcement that they're scrapping the movie. Smart call because this was supposed to be a film, which is why this news took me so off guard because I was like, well, what the fuck? But now I don't, have to, I don't have to worry about yeah. that anymore. We're just getting a TV series, and this is the so type this of is show. why you were you were talking about Uncharted. Ep- episode so much. one needs to start before the outbreak. Episode two needs to happen as the outbreak's happening, and then from three to whatever, give me the after stuff with Ellie and Joel going through their their we'll call it post apocalyptic shenanigans. But the, I or just tell a brand new fucking story. The outbreak has to be a part of it. You you have to realize that there are people that are going to watch this show and have no idea that The Last of Us is a video game, True. that have never played it, like, like yourself, me. which I hope you do get around to it. Like I said, have the remaster right over there. Um, I'm looking forward to part two. Um, I, I fully admit that as we were going through our top three most anticipated things of the year, I forgot about it. It would have been did, my number yeah, one. Just, Avengers wouldn't even have made my list. So, like, I can't fucking believe I forgot about it as I was going through it. There's so much shit that happens. You I just know? I just skipped right over it and forgot about it because it got delayed. Well, you did Sonic. It got delayed. I was yeah, like, holy yeah. fuck. I just maybe forgot that it was coming out in May now. But regardless, super psyched on this news. I trust the writers. I trust the creative team. Give us TV series over film 10 times out of 10 unless you're Sonic. So nine times out of 10. I'm psyched on this. Does this make you at all want to go back and play the games? Or are you just going to wait for this like you did with The Witcher where you said, eh, I know it's based I'm, on the books, but... Well, like, now that I'm thinking, like, I, I do want to beat that last Uncharted, even though it has nothing to do with... It's not a dog, though. I, 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 I do want to beat it because it's it came next, and potentially getting another game could put that to the to the back burners. And eventually a Switch. Oh no! That that I, I'm now I'm, I'm focused on something else now, which which I'll touch on, <laughs> which will come in April, which I'm psyched on that uh, that you liked it. Let's move on. Uh, we are rocking and rolling here. Fifty four minutes into the show, Judge Judy is coming to an end after twenty five seasons in twenty twenty one, but with a catch. Yeah, I said to you, I was like, oh great, I'm glad you. She could finally retire. She is a multi millionaire. She can, you know, she's seventy something, I believe. She can actually enjoy the riches, maybe travel the world and. And retire. But she wants to do Judy Justice, baby. We don't know a thing about it, but she's going to start a new series called Judy Justice one year after the Judge Judy show ends and is syndicated. So in 2022, we'll see Judy Justice. Uh, I just hope we're still doing this podcast so we can do our weekly Judy Justice. Oh, I just just don't understand. Like, you have so much money. Your family's set. You're fine. Just retire. Some people don't care about money, though. No, no. Go, go, go see the world. Maybe she doesn't want to. Go some to people, Tahiti. Some people like working. 
I, I mean, I like working too, but sometimes that when I'm 70 something I, and I got some money, I'm like, well, time to travel the world. I don't know. Maybe she blew it all. No way. You never know. Nah. You never know. She was making like 50 million a year. Uh, you never know. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we, I don't know how Judge Judy spends her money. How dare you? Taika Waititi to write, direct, and executive produce two, count them, two, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory series on Netflix. Yes, you heard that right. One is going to be around the core story that we all know and some of us love, and another one will be a brand new look, original look, into the Oompa Loompas. Which one would you prefer? <sighs> Probably the first one. A retelling. Yeah, of I don't really care if Oompa Loompas... I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm shocked that this is his project. I, I, I was waiting to see. I'm really excited to see his next thing. Well, yeah, I don't give a that. shit he's for. Got, Char- he's got more cooks in the kitchen than fucking. I just, I just don't care for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like I liked it. Gene I, Wilder. I liked that's it. it. I'm good. I, I got the original. It. Yeah. Gene Wilder. You can't top that. Um, I wasn't no, a fan. I, I wasn't a fan of Depths. No. To be honest, I liked Family Guy's version better than I like Johnny Depp's version. Slurm. Slurm. Slurm w- w- which was good, but this. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just shocked that this is what, what Titi wanted to do after kind of like... Did you show him Titi? <laughs> Tikiti Watiti? I don't know. <laughs> Tikiti Watiti. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, no, I'm I'm psyched because I like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory a lot. I like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, I just like the original. That's me. I, I did. I like the depth one. I like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I didn't, his, love, I could, I didn't love it. His I teeth. I couldn't get around his teeth. I, I stared at him like, Tay fake. No, there's a lot. Of, there was a lot of fake things. I just couldn't do it. I, I don't know, man. It was. It has a certain charm to it. It is not better than the original, but I, no. again, it Gene Wilder takes, it takes, fucking it man. takes a lot for me to get into the animation. I don't know if this is hand drawn or CG. We don't know yet. It could be a mix of both. We haven't seen a thing about it, so I won't say like I'm excited to see more. I won't say I'm interested. I'll say this: I'm intrigued. Dude, I, I, I'm intrigued this much, and for the folks at home, it's inch. roughly a half inch. <laughs> Uh, between my fingers right now. Uh, Tom Ellis reportedly finalized, speaking of things that I care about for a half inch, reportedly finalized the deal for a sixth season of Lucifer. I know you're psyched. Oh, yeah, because I'm, I'm caught up. Sixth season has not been announced yet. Yeah, we, yeah. It's rumored. Yeah, the, the This fifth, pretty much confirms it, but it has not officially been The greenlit. fifth season didn't even drop yet on Netflix. Right. I, know, I think they're finished up the last episode now. Um, I've seen D.B. Woodside. He plays... Uh, his angel brother, he was kind of teasing, like, would you guys want to see a spinoff here? I saw Mazikeen, who, um, I think her name is Leslie, she tweeted, oh, would you guys want to see the demon spinoff? But it's like, no, no, we don't want that. Get Lucifer. That's what everyone loves. Tom Ellis is fantastic in the role, because season four ended, he's back in hell. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, what the fuck? That's it. He's in hell. You got to say spoiler warning for a show that's literally going on now. He's in hell, Season five hasn't dropped it's yet. It's fine. They'll, they'll live. What the fuck? He's the devil. Where Jesus else is he going to be? Christ. Is he flying to heaven? But back to hell implies something else. He can always go back. Jesus. I, so. I, I, Sorry, I, everyone. Holy shit. Since Irresponsibility. The, I think shit. there's only 16 episodes for season five. I yeah, think they're, they're doing two eights. Yeah, they're doing two eights there. I want to see some more because I don't know if they can wrap up everything but in 16 episodes. you dig the show, though. Oh, I love the show. You're recent into this. You just yeah, started getting into it a I year ju- or two ago. I just finished season four maybe like a month or two ago. Right, right. And I, and again, I loved, you know, if you guys saw the Christ on Infinite Earth, he had a, a fantastic cameo with Constantine. So 
Uh, you know, maybe we'll get some more cameos down the line. Burt Kreischer's newest Netflix special, hey. hey Big Guy, is dropping March 17th. Hey Big Boy is the Did title. Did I say Hey Big I wrote yes. Hey Big Boy. Yeah. I was thinking, hey, you guys. Oh, I geez. don't know why. <laughs> why did I think but of the Goonies right there? Burt Kreischer, he, I think he's one of the funniest comedians out. If, you, if you're unfamiliar, just type in Burt Kreischer, The, the Machine. Machine Story. No, because the machine that's one that's his first uh, special, but the machine story, it's like a 16, 17, 17 minute like true story that actually happened. It's freaking hilarious. But his new special Netflix, March 17th, super fast. I'll be watching it day one. Yeah, I mean it's eleven days from when this podcast drops. So obviously Sam will give his impressions, whether it's his pick of the week, which I would assume it will be, or just overall impressions. I like Burt Kreischer. I don't, you know. Yeah, I got I to like him. I got to see him live in Philly with with Nico, and he yeah. was freaking hysterical. No shirt on that, right? Yeah, but he's he, as soon as he comes out, the first thing, and then the whole place goes apeshit. Yeah, that's his shtick, and that's cool, man. I like that people have their shticks, and I, like I said, he's funny. I didn't find the machine to be as laugh out loud funny as you said, but I found it to be more interesting than funny because it's a true story. Yeah. I was like, I can't fucking believe this. That's, that's how I feel when I watch Mike Birbiglia. I think Mike's funnier than Burt Kreischer, but at the same time. It's like, holy shit, the story's not only funny, it's interesting. Yeah. So for nothing else, check out Burke Kreischer's new special, Hey Big Boy, yes. coming March 17th on Netflix. And I'll take it in gaming space, and I guess I, I played a little game. Demo dropped, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've been waiting all week on the PS that are about to come out of your On mind. PS4 only. Eventually, I think it may come to uh, Xbox and the computer down the line. At least a year of exclusivity, yeah. Okay, so th- that's cool. Sorry, Mach, you got to wait. But you don't have a PS4? No, I, I, I mean him what? talk. Yeah, he, he, he don't have. He only has an Xbox. What? Yeah, so. That's okay. That's him. Alex didn't have a PS4. He, he traded it. In. Get the fuck yeah, out I told. Of I was like, hey, if you guys want to play it, you're more than welcome to come over. You know. Wow. So demos out. Oh, it took maybe about 30, 35 yeah. minutes to download. Brian Thornton told me 20, 25 minutes. Oh, to download. Yeah, just. Oh, he was saying it, to play. Oh, to beat? Like, it took him 25 minutes to beat? Yeah. Yeah, I was. I took a little longer. Okay, that's fair. So, um, you know. Probably been a while since you played oh FF7. Oh, well, it, it gets kind of funny. It's so, on Switch. If I you, haven't played. Do you want to play? It's on Switch. And I, it's on that PlayStation 1 Classic Edition, the console, the mini thing. Oh, the 7. Yeah. I haven't played 7 since the, the 6 disc for PS1. I, <laughs> I, I can't even tell you last time I played this game. Yeah. First thing off the bat, it look it, it's it's gorgeous. And I don't you don't even have a pro, right? No, Do you have I have a no, launch no. PS4. Like yeah, the, the old. Um, well, no, remember I'm on my oh, fourth yeah, PS4. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, a lot of issues. Thank God I had insurance. But the game is gorgeous. I don't have a 4K TV. Don't have the pro. You have one, it's just not hooked up to your PlayStation. No, I don't have a 4K TV. I thought you bought one. So I swear to God, you said you bought did a 4K I? for your living room. Oh, I did the living room. Yeah, but I don't. My PS4 is my room. Yeah. But it's phenomenal. The only I say. The only little issue I had, well, two issues. One, I had a little camera locking on enemies kind of issue where okay. kind of if you're in a corner, like you're kind of like, ah, like trapped a little bit. So maybe they had a little Is bug the camera fix. jerk behind a wall or it's just tough to lock in on enemies? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is there auto lock or were you, you were I, manually I, locked? I, no, there wasn't like you hit, I think it was R1, R1 you lock on it, but it was just weird the way like facing wise, I guess maybe it was maybe just I'm being rusty. I haven't played this game in a while. Well, no. this is well. No, to be fair, it's not. It can't be you being rusty with this game because originally it's a turn. It was a turn-based JRPG. This is an action RPG where there is not a turn-based system. You just go and yeah. you fight in real time with RPG elements. So they actually changed the combat yeah, so system it, wholly. It, so it's definitely not it, you. And I think that's why you know maybe you know it, it took me a little bit longer to beat it. 
I, I, did, I did beat RPG. the demo. Yeah, I'm not an action RPG guy. I never was. I've tried them. I just don't I, love I'm them. Not, I'm not a huge fan, but it, it's funny that out of all the Final Fantasy, like, I, I honestly only remember playing 7. Like, yeah. I don't remember six playing... 6 is my favorite. The steampunk, I love 6. I think it was just 7. But one thing I forgot, like, I legit forgot, there's no jump. And you're used to Do you know how many times I press circle, expecting, it's just my instinct of God of War, Devil May Cry, like, this, usually circles jump. I kept hitting circle. Uh, it's like, okay, we want ability spells. I'm like, God damn it, I want to jump. I just want to jump. Like, that's all I want to do is jump. Then don't play Gears of War. No jumping. It's that, th- that took me so long to get used what to. What human being can't jump? It's Woody Harrelson. Oh, no, come on. We know he can. But it, it, it was just like Cloud. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. His, his abilities, his playing, even, even Barrett. Barrett was a badass. When you get to use his specials, he's, he's awesome. He's probably my favorite part of but the original PS. The overacting on the English. Well, it's dub. a Final Fantasy game. Oh and a dub. my god! You it's, expect it's, it. It's almost like hysterical. I'm like, I forgot. Like that's how long. I wonder if they go line for line, or if they change the wording up. I'd be interested to see. There's going to be somebody. I'm that sure does a comparison side by video. side. I would be interested to actually watch that, but. Dude, I, I think freak, I think IGN already had. I freaking loved it. Like in the demo, you get to play the one big bad boss everyone like hates. Oh, it. good. It, it, so you get at least a taste of oh, boss. Oh, you get a big taste of it. Like, I, I yeah. thought it was like, for me, I think... You said it took you a little longer. Hey, it was, it was probably long? like an hour. Okay. It was probably like an hour. Because, you know, I'm getting with the controls. I'm messing up. And then the first time, I, I was still getting used to switching characters. Like, again, I'm not used to switching in and out characters. And I let Cloud die. And I was like, it ain't even fun. So I just... How ri- big is your party? Four? Two. So at least me. I only had two unless someone figured out a way. I only had Cloud and Barrett. You might get it more as the game progresses. Yeah, because like the girl was doing another side mission, but you didn't get to you didn't get to use her. Yeah. But I mean I, I thought they're a great combo. I thought it was fun. The boss was I forgot how hard he was, but when I beat him, it was, it, was, it was the second time and I had like nine poaches. I felt good about myself. Satisfying. You know, I'm not as good as I'm not I'm nowhere near God knows I'm not the best gamer, but I had a blast. And I'm, I'm probably going to pick this game up. It is. Um, just keep in mind that this is part one. I know. This game is going to end in Midgar. And then part two is going to come out eventually. This is not the full game. Know, like, which is insane. People forget about that. I think that's going to end up hurting the game yeah. in the long run. Um, I think it's going to hurt the game in the long run. And I think as just to be – we're watching the Flyers game in the background. There's 15 games <laughs> left scored. in the season, guys. They're battling for first place. Let's fucking and go. And we're heating up. Yeah, it's 2 nothing here and they've won seven in a row. Um I just want to listen to this podcast in five years and remember that the Flyers won seven in a row at one point. So I'm jacked. Yeah. I've been waiting since 2012 for them to be good again. So um, I am so psyched for you. Yeah. Right. Like anytime Sam gushes about a game, I don't care if it's fucking fart Academy and like, <laughs> and, no, and honestly, it's a rhythm game. Where you I'm, fart I'm, to I don't, music. I don't, I don't play as much games as I used to, you know, just, I don't know if it's shows or, you know, movies. Like, there's there's only it's, so much it's, time it's you can dedicate. It's allocation of time, yeah. but it's also dedication of time. True. Think about me as the diehard gamer that I am and was. I play games like crazy three hours a week now. I don't get to play wow. games as much anymore because I have a daughter. Yeah. I have to be really conscious of the time I spend in my games. So if I – there have been dozens of games that I started since – actually got pregnant that I just never finished. Luigi's Mansion 3, I'm not finished it. Link's Awakening, I'm not finished it. So there's like a lot of games that in my backlog, if you will, that I have to go back and finish, but I don't want to right now because it's dedication. I have to fucking remember where I was and remember everything that happened and get like myself back in it mentally just to only play it for an hour before I have to go to sleep because I have to get up for work the next day and then go be a dad and I just don't get to play it. And the weekends, fucking forget about it. She doesn't sleep as much anymore because she's getting older. She sleeps an hour and a half a day. 
you know, yeah, nap, I so need more than that. I just used to sleep three hours at a time. So like I do not get to game as much. So like right now I am super concentrated on going back and playing Pokemon in order. Yeah. So I'm, I just got my eighth badge and I caught Lugia in soul silver. Hey. So I'm, I'm back to, I'm about to go to the Elite four and soul silver, then go back to Kanto. Then I'll jump into Emerald for gen three and then I'm platinum and then white two. Yeah, you got a long way to so go, like, brother. I am concentrated on that because it's easy to pick up my handheld. Yeah. I asked Pope joy to give me back the Bioshock collection because I was dying yeah. to play Bioshock 2 because I wanted to go back and play the um, DLC. He gave it back to me. It's over there. I haven't taken it out and played it yet. And that was almost three weeks ago. Because Shocking. Because I, I just don't have time to play console games. Yeah. And this is a weird thing. But my PS4 is in my basement, which has – it's the most uncomfortable room for me because it's – I don't love this room yet. We haven't finished it. Yeah. It's a finished basement. We haven't done what we want to do yeah. with it yet. Um then it's you'll the be more smallest involved. TV in the house. It's like it just it, it's it's like a fifty, right? It just looks small. It's forty. It's, it's a forty-eight, um, and it's like everywhere I look, there's the kids' toys, and it's just I can't get yeah. myself into. Yeah. Plus, it's higher up, so then the chair I have is lower, so I'm like looking up at the TV a little yeah. bit. I just don't play console games as much as I used to, and I want to. Final Fantasy VII will not be my starting point. I am not going to buy it. Um, I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to download the demo. So I'm glad one of us is. And I'm super psyched that, like, this is going to be a dedication of your time. Oh, my dude. This is. So, like, this I know you're. all 2020. I know you're 2021. not. 2021. See, this is the thing. I know you're not the plow through it guy. Like, I know you're the. I don't know. I plow through Devil May Cry and got a war pretty fast. But they're, like, franchises you've loved. No, true. True. Final Fantasy is one you're Uncharted, looking to get back into. When I banged out all four, it was. <laughs> but you didn't bang out the fifth one. You've been playing that for about three no, years. No, play it. Didn't go in the system yet. <laughs> you haven't started it? No. Then give me the fuck back. No, I, I said that's the, that's what I was like. I want to. I would love to to beat that before I start Final Fantasy. Yeah. Because that's the last goal. I mean, I do have another. I've, Neo. Neo. Hey, oh my god! I right. I got it right. First baby. time. That's baby. still sitting there. Well, Neo 2's coming out this year too. So and I know, if, I got a lot of games to play. And if you like Ghost of Tsushima and all that good stuff. Which right to our next story. Ghost of Tsushima finally gets a release date, June twenty sixth. And that is not far. No, it's not. And I'm like, God damn it. That's not enough time for me. Uh, Final Fantasy is what? April? April. This good? Uh, two months, though. It looks, dude, I, I think the game looks gorgeous. Two months to get out of Midgard. Did you watch the trailer? They yeah. just dropped today. They just, they, re- they dropped a story trailer, which was the biggest look into the game we've ever yeah. had. We didn't, we didn't know the protagonist. We didn't really have a reason to care. And now we know a little bit more of the story, and we do. And my God, by God, Michael, it looks, cool. it looks so stinking good. I, I, I almost want to get like I love the samurai stuff. Like I've yeah, always loved that stuff. And like I'll get just look at the scenery, the trees, the, the flowers bloom. That, like I'm the, good. Those cherry blossoms. Yeah, I'm like, good. At I'm night, good. They, like, so, any so anime good. you see, there's always cherry blossoms. Yeah, and I'm surprised you didn't jump into um, Sekiro. I'm really surprised Sekiro status that's why it won everyone's fucking game know, of the year. I know last year. Besides, a, I think IGN I have to check my PS4 game. Maybe I bought it and it just. I don't think you did. I don't think you did. It's one of those like incredibly hard games, even on easy. Um, that's not not my style of game, but I am super interested in Ghost of Tsushima. And what's crazy about this game is it's a PS4 game and it looks like a PS5 game. Like this is a stunningly. Yeah. This is going to pull every ounce of power of out PS4. of that PS4. <laughs> like your PS4 is going to smoke. You might need a fifth. Yeah, it, chill, because that's how my Sega broke. <laughs> Seriously, like, no joke. I played it. It started smoking, and that's how my Sega. And you've broke. never had a Sega since. Legit. That's when I went Genesis. to. And I went to uh, PlayStation One. Yeah. Is that games done quicker? No, GDC is the game developers conference. Oh, postponed. 
Until summer. Yeah, GDC is supposed to be like now. It was right after PAX East. Uh, it's going to be delayed until the summer because of coronavirus. And I think the question to be asked is, will E3 and Gamescom, which are the two biggest gaming conventions of the year, uh, be next? And the ESA says E3 will go on even with a state of emergency currently in L.A. Right now it's March. It's like how? Ain't everyone backing out? Right now it's March. No, not from E3 yet. Um, Microsoft you know, still there. Um you know, Nintendo uh, will be there. X or Sony obviously is already passed way before the coronavirus even was a thing. They've skipped it. So um, E3 says they're still going to go on. And, and, you know, it's June. So they have time to make this call. Let's see where this epidemic is in a couple yeah. months and where we're kind of at. I mean, every day we're hearing more and more and more coming into the United States. Yep. So who knows where we're going to be next month, much less June. Gamescom takes place in Germany, and that's the scary part oh, because yeah. the event, yeah. the venue that this, uh, the Gamescom comes take, excuse me, the venue that Gamescom takes place in has already canceled other events around that time Ugh. because of it. But they're keeping Gamescom because, believe it or not, Gamescom's bigger than E3 from an attendance standpoint. Bigger, it's like it's almost hard almost to double. Because E3 sucks. The only reason I like E3 is the press conferences nowadays, yeah. and that's because I'm selfish. Yeah. I like people call it gamer Christmas. It's like, no, they're just telling you what you might get to play one day. I don't know. I'm a sucker for it. I just like hype and rumors and shit. I'm and like, we always cover it. Anyway. I'm a whore for it. We cover it big. Um, you know, Gamescom is even bigger, which is nuts because it's all of Europe coming yeah. to one place. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Uh, and, and, and America. But if they're canceling all these other things around in that venue, it's very hard for me to sit, sit here and be comfortable with with Gamescom happening and I really really feel a presence of like that's Xbox's big show. This is a fucking launch year for PS5 and Xbox Series X. So you think like they almost have to go no matter what? No, no, oh. I don't want them to. E3 they're going to blow it out. Like if E3 continues, they're going to blow it out there. But like this is a make or break year for them because they got their ass whipped this generation. Yeah. They got their ass yeah. whipped by Nintendo, yeah. who has an inferior console from a power perspective. So this is your opportunity with your 12 teraflops of GPU and all the shit that's going to come with Series X, which is, quite frankly, awesome. This was your year to get back on track with PlayStation, and you might delay? Yeah. I think PlayStation 5 is probably safe. I don't I don't know, man, but if... These big consoles have to get delayed because of this. That's that's crazy news to me. So I'm excited and interested to see how all this is going to work out. But there was another con that got pushed back that's more in your realm, the Emerald City Comic Con. Let's hear yeah. your opinions on that. Which, you know, it's, it's in Seattle. Obviously, there's been multiple cases of people with the coronavirus. Um, in Washington State yeah. in general. It's, so, the, it's the biggest outbreak in the country. So DC Comics is out. Dark Horse Comics is out. CGC just backed I out. I saw that. So, I mean... I know there's already multiple dealers that already backed out. So it's like um, Austin Reese, mm -hmm. Reese's Rare Comics, he backed out. Because I, I don't blame them. Like, you, you want to think safety first. You know, you'd rather be safe than sorry. Um, I know Red Hood Comics on IG, he said he was going to be there no matter what. He was like, I'll have great deals. If I, even if I'm the only guy there, come see me. So I don't know. Is this something that maybe Emerald City Comic Con postpones, cancels? Moves. Yeah, I mean, it won't be Emerald City at that point, but at the same time, who gives a shit? I mean, I wasn't going. I'm, you know, obviously, I'm waiting for Baltimore Comic Con in October. But I mean, if, if you're going there, just I would just, you know, be cautious. Star Wars Project Maverick accidentally leaked on the European PlayStation Network. It's gonna be a game. It's unannounced. We don't know what it is, but 
Was uh, it was it in accidentally? Europe, and I'm giving air quotes. It was actually accidentally because they wouldn't have done it if it was because they leaked it by its code name, Project Maverick. If it if it uh, wasn't if it was accidentally on purpose, it would have been the actual name of the game. But damn. it was actually accidental, uh, and it showed up on Europe's PSN. Not to buy or anything like that, but the the art of it showed up. Project Maverick, Star Wars, or Star Wars Project Maverick. I don't know if this is going to be a sequel to Jedi. I don't know. We're going to get that. 100% we're getting it. I just don't know if they already have that far along in development. Because the game just launched in, in November. I don't know if they're already that far along in development. That'd be, have, that'd be a fast turnaround. have the logo and the code name and shit like that. Like, yeah, you have the assets, but to me, that's a PS5 game is the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. And hell, this might be two. Maybe it's one of those in-betweeners. I think this is a different Star Wars game. I think it's a new Star Wars game. And we're going to have three different ways to play Star Wars games on the consoles with Jedi Fallen Order, with Battlefront, and with this new project. I don't know, but that's my hunch. Google Stadia is opening a new game development studio in Playa Vista, California. And you know who's tapped to, to run it? is actually Shannon Studstill, and you'll know her from the Raising Kratos documentary. She oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was her, next. And her uh, and Corey. Yumi Yang. No, that's Yumi Yang, the Asian woman who's in it the whole time. Yeah. She's now the head of Sony Santa Monica. Oh, So shit. the other woman, the blonde with the glasses, who yeah. has everybody over her house for dinner and stuff, she is Shannon Studwell, or Studstill, who is now running Google Stadia's new uh, wow. new studio. So she left Sony Santa Monica. She's now doing you Stadia. leave that for Stadia? <laughs> Google hey, money, bro. Off. Fucking Google money. Think about how much money Sony has. Triple it for fucking Google, dude. Stadia's getting crushed. They need it. So they're going to shill out that yeah, money. Okay. Now that actually makes sense. Yumi Yang's been with PlayStation for 19 years. She was Corey Barlog's fucking yeah. right-hand woman. Yeah, and he, he raved, raved both, about both her on them, Twitter. Both raved about them yep. on Twitter. So we know them from yeah. that excellent, excellent, excellent fucking documentary. Yeah, another doc. Go watch Raising that Kratos. Raising Kratos. You have to watch it. It's free on YouTube. Just type in Raising Kratos about the making of the 2018 God of War game on PS4. It's unbelievably good. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's going to be the news coming out of Sony Santa Monica as we have a new head there of Yumi Yang and then Shannon Stud still taking over this new Stadia, which Stadia is going to be gone. It's not going to win. It's not going to make an imprint. It's it's just it's going to fail. I'm sorry, Google, just like your fiber, it's going <laughs> to go away. And it's a shame because I love gaming, but... This is just proving that streaming gaming is not what people want right now. No. They still want console. They still want physical media. They still want that opportunity. They still I want still handheld. buy physical games. I don't care. I'd, I'd rather drive to the store than rather just go get it digitally. A lot of Switch games I play aren't available physically because they're okay. indie games. Okay, Dif- different like story. Um, if so it's yeah. available physical copy, I want it. I uh, the only and I regret it. The only two games I have on Switch that are major titles that are not physical I own. Um, which are both mistakes that I don't own them, but I was just so I just wanted to play them so bad at midnight at launch that I bought them digitally. Uh, was Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle and Smash? Just wait till it drops to ten bucks and just pick them up just but to have them. That's Smash ain't dropping to ten bucks, bro. Never. Ten <laughs> no! years. Ten years from now, never. No, Melee is still sixty bucks. That was a GameCube. That's the, I mean, it's the best one, but fuck, Brawl is like fifty. Still, Brawl is expensive. Like, Smash will never go down. It's, it's super popular. Uh, so, moving into music. One story in music, then a couple uh, wrestling stories before we move to Sam CGC Spotlight. Um, discovered another... I mean, I discover new bands every day, but I, I felt... Um, what's the word? I felt compelled 
to talk about this band, Callaway Circus. Number one, I was drawn to the name. I was gonna, I was gonna say I like the name. Sick name. And okay, I, I, like I think I'm pretty sure I used to listen to a band just named Callaway back in like 06, 07. I'm almost positive. But you add a circus to it. I'm thinking fucking Barnum Bailey fun, baby. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Who am I speaking to? Barnum or Bailey? Uh, dude, what a horrible movie. I love it. I love Two for the Money. I don't care. I love it's Two so for the Money. I love it. Is that you, Dad? I, I freaking love it. <laughs> anyway, so Callaway Circus, they just released a new record called Entropy. And the best way, I hate to do this when I hear a band and when I try to describe them, the folks that haven't listened to them yet, I use other bands. Like, I hate that, but it is relatable. This is 21 Pilots meets Passion Pit in the best way possible. If you remember huh. Passion Pit, take a walk. And um, that's like their popular shit. They're actually. Yeah, I, I know 21 Pilots. I don't know. Pa- like, I heard of the name Passion Pit, but not one yeah, song. But you know 21 Pilots. And that's yeah, what that's Callaway what Circus is to me is like a mix of the two in the best way possible. Um I had a lot of fun listening to this record. It was the type of record that when I got sent it and, and, and I'm reading through the description, I'm like, okay, I I can get on this. And then I just did not expect this sound. Um, It's a lot of synth. It's a lot of trance. It's a lot of rock and roll. It's a lot of almost metal sounding. And it's, it's, kind of all over the place on the spectrum of, of music. It's a beautiful music, re- like musical record. The lyrics hit hard. Um, I, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. The, 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 it's comprised of two guys, okay. um, Ben and Tyler. Their combined age is 40. Wow. 21 and 19. Oh, awesome. Like just killing it, yeah. right? Like making music. So um, I, I think a lot about, like trying to break out of my your normal list, normal yeah, list, and yeah. this is what I would go to. Yeah. Like for a while, for me, it was Hobo Johnson and the Love Makers. Like I was all about just some spoken rap for a while, fucking hotel books and shit like that. Like that's what I was to get away. This is now my new getaway. When okay. I when I want to break from you know this wild life, hey, and break from away, the norm, get buried, something new. Yeah, I, I go to something like this. So Callaway Circus Entropy. It's available now. It came out on Valentine's Day, so we're a little late to the party uh, on giving it its day in the sun. But they definitely deserve it. I'm really psyched on this record, and I have to say, of all the tracks, because again. We're talking uh, 10 songs, 37 minutes, so short pretty, pretty short and sweet listen. The song Backwards has me going crazy. I love this song. Like I always try to pick out one, two songs in every record, but Backwards is a song to me that stuck at. It's track number three on the record. It's a killer tune. Um, so check it out. Entropy from Callaway Circus. Sam, before we go to the, the wrestling stuff, I need a break. Let's okay. hit your CGC spotlight. spotlight. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go out of order a little bit tonight. <clears throat> I was I, I it would have been smarter to bring Batman twenty, but I didn't expect them to drop the Batmobile. And they did. I already had this book picked out, so next week I'll try to have that one for you. But I got Batman four thirty six. It's the origin of Robin, Dick Grayson retold, and also the first appearance of Tim Drake, who eventually becomes Robin. It's a nine eight white pager, a Marv Wolfman story, a Pat Broderick and John Beatty art, and a George Perez cover. It came out August nineteen eighty nine. That's a Fucking banging cover. <clears throat> so they are. There are eighty you got crying nuns. You got clowns. You got circus folk. Let's go. Yeah. So you know, again, this the, his origin story. If you don't know his origin story, I'll, I'll touch on it real briefly. 
Then we'll, then we'll hit your back in a second. So there's <laughs> there's 85 nine eights on the census. So obviously there's only 84 other copies in the world with mine. The last nine eight sale was 120. So it's, it's not expensive. There's 134 nine sixes, 78 nine fours. There's only 403 total blue labels actually graded. So it's, you know, there's not too many graded. I think it's a nice little key to have. I love Dick Grace. I love when he becomes Nightwing. That's besides Batman. He's, he's my number one. <clears throat> but the story, Batman Year 3, Different Roads. It's Dick Grayson arrives at the Wayne Manor his first time in two years. He comes back. He's now walking through the Batcave, and he's kind of reflecting. He's The Batcave is kind of, it's, it's, it means something different to him now that he's an adult. And he's kind of just going through his past of the retelling of his origin story of the Haley Circus of Tony Zuko waited to his parents how he tried to stop it and they didn't listen to him. And it's just, if, if you want to know more about Robin's origin and don't have 50 grand to buy a Detective Comics 38, this is your book, Batman 436. And there's your back it. cover. I love it. That's a sick cover. First what was the back cover? Dude. Capcom. Oh yeah. Fucking NES. This was this book was from 1989. So this is perfect NES style stuff here. We're talking Strider, which is one of the most broken games in history. The speed run is like three and a half minutes. Wow. It's broken to shit. Um, I love it. But Mega Man 2, one of my top 15 games of all time, maybe even top 10. Uh, first and foremost, the box art. Second of all, it's next to Strider, which is hilarious when you look back at the Pantheon of NES 30 years later. Um, wow. But get get set for radical action. Mega Man 2 and Strider. Stand by, gamers. Capcom introduces two new thrilling games to its Nintendo series. As always, the graphics are hot and the action intense. First, experience the ultimate character adventure game. As Mega Man, one word, you must conquer and control the eight empires of the evil Dr. Wily. But beware of his sinister robots that rule each empire. Their special powers present a unique challenge at every level. Then, prepare for undercover action as the Strider. Your orders are to enter Russia and infiltrate the Red Army, uh, returning enemy secrets to your superiors. But be extremely cautious, dudes. You know what the Russians do to spies. Get wow. S- so get set for radical action in these exciting additions to the Nintendo Entertainment System from Capcom USA. Wow, that's definitely 80s. Oh, and, 90s. and, and, and Well, no, 89. So real quick, uh, I know it was the corner view on IG. Was it Tyler? Tyler. So he, he DM'd me. You know, I know he DM'd you about the, the DC 5G stuff. He yeah, says, yeah. you know, Sam, what do you think? Okay, so what do they want to do? Yes, I- when our... Freaking listeners ask us questions. We're going to answer. I think it's dumb as shit. They want to replace Bruce Wayne as Batman with Luke Fox, who's Lucius Fox's son, as Batman, which, number one, I think is freaking dumb. They want to have Captain Boomerang take over as Barry Allen, and they want, uh, for Diana, they want her replaced by a plus-sized Cassie Sandsmark. I don't even know who the hell that is off the top of my head. I just, I understand you want to diversify, you want to give different stuff, but... Batman's been around over 80 years. That's almost 80 years. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, come on. Like, if you want to have these characters, give them something new. You know, it's like Superman. You're always going to... I know Superman, they're trying to have his son replace Superman, but that's not Superman. That's Jonathan Kent. You know what I mean? It's... I just don't... I think if they do this DC 5G shit, I think you're going to get the new 52 all over again, and that would kind of... Some of it was good, but most of it was a shit show. And I think, so far, what I read, the whole thing's a shit show. 
Tyler DM'd us on Instagram first and foremost before he asked you those questions to add, to to let us know his thoughts on our argument last week about Project Luminous. He was one of six people no, I, that reached I, I, out I got to a me. Few, I got a few DMs. <laughs> uh, so we had almost, what, like probably nine or ten people yeah, overall yeah. reach out to us about the argument we had. Yeah. Somebody even put it on Twitter. Yeah, I've so, seen it. Um, definitely, uh, there was a heated segment. Sam and I actually stayed after the show last week and talked it through. Yeah, <laughs> just to make sure, <laughs> just that, to make know, sure we were we, fine. It wasn't personal. Yeah, <laughs> everything was fine. It got fucking heated there for a minute. But uh, let's dive into some wrestling stuff real quick before we get going for the evening. Matt Hardy uh, is confirmed to be joining AEW. He confirmed it himself. This is not rumor. This is not speculation. He posted – he's a YouTube guy. He has his own channel. Yeah. He posts a bunch of shit, free the delete, all these things. Um, so he posts his series called Thoughts from the Crown or Thoughts from the – what are the – what did King sit in? Throne. Thank you. Um, <laughs> might have been Thoughts from the Throne. Could have been. I forget yeah. what it was. The toilet? But it's definitely, definitely not a toilet. It was objectively okay. a chair. And he was very hyped for this one random episode. And he said, Midnight Tonight. You, you should watch. Yeah. So at midnight it drops. Of course, I stay awake to watch it because it's a two-minute video. So I stayed awake. I watched it and he sat down. It was actually like eight minutes. But he said, I want to give you the honest truth about my WWE tenure because he's kind of put on TV and squashed by Randy Orton over the last yeah. couple of months just to just figure something out to do. And he said, as of right now, my WWE contract has expired and I am letting you know that I am walking away. I'm not going to be resigning. And immediately I thought – fake it's kayfabe like we're gonna see him at mania with jeff because jeff made an appearance on wwe backstage on tuesday so like this is all fucking bullshit like he's no way is he not showing up at mania then the next day episode 10 of free the delete comes out but it's part one and uh what happens he's on the phone he's like come to the hardy compound only you can save me blah 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 um and who gets out of the fucking car but the, young, but the young bucks. Oh shit! But the young bucks, and uh, he says, "The bucks of youth." <laughs> I knew you'd come. Yes, and that's it. That's how it ends. And we're gonna get part two and part three, where assumingly the bucks are gonna yeah. talk him into coming to AEW. And there's already a couple storylines that he could join I mean, in that's on. That's big for AEW. Uh, they're gonna get Luke Harper too. Um, Brody, Brody Lee, Luke Harper from WWE. They're gonna get somebody else. I can't. What about Jeff right now? Well, I know uh, he, Jeff, uh, he, he Jeff locked up for a couple more months at least. Yeah, his contract has been confirmed to go to at least um, June, I think. So I mean, it he, makes sense. When but I don't, runs I out. don't want him to join. I, let him do his singles thing. The WWE pushes them as a tag team when they come back to get that pop. Yeah, but they're doing because they're the best. But, but they eventually split them yeah. because Jeff wants the singles run, and Matt is a better character as a singles wrestler. Broken Matt Hardy is. It is just, the way I look at Matt. He's so like. He's like legit broken. He's held together by bolts and. Like, he was never the athletic. I no, mean, it, when you look at what no, Jeff no, did, no, that could saying. never have lived. No, a hundred percent. But that's why they're great together because Matt right. can't put on the show that Jeff can. Right, but but that's why Matt relies on his character to get over, and he does yeah. it better than anyone. He's got no. Broken, that's why him and Jeff are perfect. The broken universe is perfect to me, and and I think like bringing that to AEW, where it is very well known that in AEW you have majority yeah. of creative control over your character i did hear what's his name's uh snakes jake the snake I, promo I, I did hear his promo he still got it that's who i'm thinking yeah. it could be yeah, but, still got but at it. the same time i don't know if jake the snake would have to pump up matt hardy Come no on. i just love when he did the code when he walked out i was like 
Dude, yeah, I, you still got you it, You don't baby. turn your back on people you respect. Turns his fucking back and throws the mic over his shoulder. It was great to see Jake the Snake back on yep. TV. Although he's he's it's he's in rough shape, but um, best of luck to him. What he did to his body for yeah. 30 years. So, uh, I yeah, I'm psyched to see Matt come back to AEW. I'm psyched that he like was just pretty upfront about it. Yeah. Usually there's that clause that you can't appear on television, but they don't have anything about YouTube. Yeah. So Matt could, in essence, join the Elite channel immediately and he could wow. be a part of like you know being uh be the elite or whatever so um I'm, I'm psyched on on this news because it's the character that that i just don't want every wwe cast off or person who loses their contract to go to AEW. i don't want this to become impact um uh, but i want the right people the people that didn't deserve the treatment in wwe that can get elevated in AEW yeah. to do that yeah. the matt hardy's the luke harper's the sean spears ty dillinger's of the world those guys who were laughed at or you underutilized in the WWE. I don't want Randy fucking Orton to come to AEW. Yeah. He's a superstar. Yeah. He can, you know what I mean? Plus so you don't want Goldberg or nothing like none of that, that yeah. shit. I think somebody on Twitter put it really, really elegantly as we know Goldberg beat the fiend for the universal title, which we know you hated at the super showdown recently. Somebody on Twitter, I'm, I'm, it's Hector Diaz on Twitter. He is a senior producer for SB nation. He said, AEW legends show up. Teases that he has a protege to build up more stars. WWE legend shows up, gets world title. So like, <laughs> I think that put it really good of AEW when they bring back the legend. It's not to be the focal point. It's yeah. to elevate the Somebody other else, talent. Yeah. And that's the right way to use yeah. legacy talent. With that being said, we know the person WWE is bringing back next week is not going to be wrestling for a title because he can't. But Stone Cold will be coming back on 316 Stone Cold Day to Monday Night Raw. Hell yeah. This is one Raw you're going to watch. It's one that, like, I, I still think he could do something, man. Yeah, like, but he's got the neck thing. He's, and I know Edge came back. Edge came back. He, you know. Daniel Bryan, blah, blah, blah. He blah, still blah. works out. He still exercises. I still listen to his podcast. He's, like, gonna, he's jacked. He's, he's jacked. He's going to stun a bitch. Over, over under, one and a half stunners. Oh, he stunned over, two over, people. over, over. Who, Mid- though? The McMahon's? Every time you see Stone Cold, it's a minimum two stunts. That's always my bet. You're getting minimum yeah, two. Yeah, Shane and Vince. Yeah, you're, you're guaranteed. But usually you, it's three because you always get someone twice where it's like, here's your beer, take it, boom. Then you, you know, that's, I love that shit. I love watching all the old cells of him and The Rock. My favorite thing to watch. The Their feuds were all time. Legend, they're legendary. All time. Arguably the greatest in, the greatest on mic promos Back and forth, ever. Both of them. Yep, I agree. Uh, You know, Stone Cold's ring work was never technically proficient. But again, he's the type of guy whose character got Got the job done. Got him over. So he's the... Once you heard that class break, the fucking place erupted. Every time. And it will on Monday. Oh my God, yes. I'm a fan of... I might throw my beer. I'm a fan of the surprise comeback. Like Jake the Snake. We had no idea he'd come back to Dynamite last night, but... You, you, you had no idea that Edge was coming back. I, I didn't see it. Nah, we ever. Oh, you knew that was pretty. Uh, that was pretty out there. Never confirmed because we all thought he was never going to wrestle again. But there were heavy, heavy rumors. Um, but Stone Cold, you announce it a week and a half because WWE is getting hurt in the ratings. Yeah. So you need to announce it to get people like you to watch and get people like me to watch now. So my wife is the only one in my house who watches Raw. Um, so like, of course, I'm going to tune in. But I'd have preferred it if. It just happened, uh, and then the show opens, and it's... You would have lost your shit. Twitter would have lost its shit, and I think that's the thing that yeah. drives viewers. Do you know the 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 one of the highest-rated segments of the Attitude Era? The highest-rated was when Mick Foley won the title. He beat Triple H with a chair oh, shot, yeah. and he won the title, 
and The Rock is carrying him around, and he's got it up on his shoulders and shit, yeah. and they're all celebrating. I think Stone Cold actually came and hit him with the chair, Triple H with the chair, regardless of how it happened. Do you know why it had such huge ratings? Because it was taped on tape delay for about an hour. It wasn't actually live live. Okay. It was about, I think, because they were in a different coast or in a different country or whatever. So it was a little bit delayed. WCW that night, Monday Nitro, was taping live. And Tony Schiavone on commentary said, you can stick around for Hogan versus Sting. Or you can go over that other show where that chump Mick Foley wins the title. Immediately, people were like, what? Boom, change the channel. And that's like, some say that's the, the beginning of the end for WCW for a lot of people. Because he, he told people to go over there. Well, like, he was making fun of it. Like, why what? would you want to go see a schmuck like Mick Foley when we have Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart and Macho Man Randy Savage? But everyone still but went over. Everyone went over. They lost a ton of ratings. Yeah. They had over 7 million viewers yeah. live that night. Yeah, Cactus Jack was my shit. That, he was always my man. Yeah, so that's just a couple stories in wrestling. Sam already gave his spotlight. So that's going to wrap up the episode. That was episode 176. Tomorrow night, tonight for a lot of you, we're going to be at the Foundry in Philadelphia interviewing Bearings, uh, one of our favorite new bands of the year. Sam's checked them out. You, you, yeah. You've been a big fan since you started listening. Yeah, I definitely like a lot of songs by yeah. them. So I'm psyched. I've been talking about them for a little bit now. They're from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. So we're definitely going to talk a little bit of the letter, Kenny. Oh, <laughs> A little Degrassi, a little hockey. Uh, but I'm, I'm psyched on this interview. We're really looking forward to it. And then we'll stick around for the show, and we'll do a show review. That'll drop Monday the 9th. So look forward to the Bearings interview on Monday. And then we'll be back next, uh, what? Friday again for episode 177. I just need my bearings for next episode. <laughs>